baby, baby, fuck off. If you don't want to fuck me, baby, baby, fuck off. You think that your hot shit are head? You ain't nothing but a coated. If you don't want to fuck me, baby, baby, fuck off. In other words, if you ain't got the time to take a walk with me along my meat rack, then get the L out of my breadline, idiot! <coughs> Dokey, what the hell does that mean? I don't even know what that last line means. What the L is that all about? Me Roy, is it about me Roy? Because me Roy, like in the summer, like when he's barbecuing and that. He has a meat rack, doesn't he? And he won't let me come near it because, you know, he's the man. And he's the man doing all the barbecue and he's got the skewery, skewery things, doesn't he? And he gets the ribs, right? And he gets the sausages, right? And he gets the burgers, right? And he gets the chicken and he gets the drumsticks and the breasts and all of that. And it's like his meat rack and he lines it all up. And he doesn't like me coming near it, right? But does he want me to take a walk along it? Because I'm not sure. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to our Super Spring Celebration. With me in the studio is Sylvia Silversmith. Hello, everyone. And Marsha MacDonald. Yeah, what up, peeps? Alliteration heavy all round with this intro. Is it? Yes. Why? Super Spring Celebration. Oh, sorry, I didn't didn't get that. And then your two respective names. Marsha MacDonald, Sylvia Silversmith. We're kind of like, I guess, like, um, like Stanley's uh, characters. Correct. Like, don't they all like have names to start with the same letter? Peter Parker. Oh, I've just realized that now. Yeah. Clark Kent. Clark Kent. Yeah. Mm. Don't, I, I, you know how I know that? I only know that from the Big Bang Theory. Because Raj gets himself really worked up about it. Right. That, that, that every single one of his characters has, has names that start with the same letter. So both of you could easily be in a Stanley comic. Yeah, like well, you know, I like to think me and Sylv are kind of super heroic. I think you are. Sometimes I don't really feel like that, Dookie. But not feeling so fresh today, are we? No, I just not that I'm not feeling so fresh. That I'm just not. Fe- I don't feel like a superhero. Right. I kind of wish I was. But you could be Clark Kent to your superheroes, Superman. Super person. I wish I could go into like a phone booth and like come out like a completely amazing version of myself. How does Superman do it now? Ultimately, you know, call boxes, phones are not really used. There's no phone booth. Apart from people that are caught short and have to urinate in public. Yeah, well, what would he do now? He'd have to have some super modern way of doing it. This is true. Where would he go? Good point. I've been like watching people on TV who I admire. Mm. Just so I could try to be more like them. So who are you modeling yourself on? Well, this past week, I've been watching some daytime television. Only because the cycling's been on. Right. So I've been switching around. Like, you know, when the the commercials come on, I switch around. And so anyway, to answer your question, my latest superhero is Judge Rinder. Judge Rinder. Now, this is a British version of a format that has been tried and tested for many, many decades yes. stateside. Yes. So Rinder is Rinder more he's like Judge a, Judy or yes. more Judge Wapner? No, he's like a male. He's like a gay male Judge Judy. Although some people might argue like Ju- Judge Judy, she might be like a drag queen. 
Mm. She'd be a great drag queen. Well, do you think she? that Judge Judy is gay friendly? Oh, a gay people icon? love her. Mm. People love her. You know, because I use a picture of her in some of the presentations that I do. Mm. And you can just tell the people in the room who will go nuts for her. Where they'll go, just go, oh my gosh, Judge Judy. It's amazing. Right. And they're usually gay men. Or they're like people from African or Afro-Caribbean backgrounds for some reason. Right. The, the, those are the two demographics that I can pretty much cast iron guarantee. When I flash up a picture of Judge Judy, people would just go, oh, I love Judge Judy. Is that, that's just... I'm just you know, processing just all of that. That's the demographic. And me, of course, because I think she's wonderful. What is the name of the partner in crime on Judge Judy, the, the chap who Bird. beckons? What's his name? Bird. Bird. Yes. Bird. I thought it was Bert, too, but Bert. it's actually Bird. Bird. Yes. B-I-R-D. Yes. Right. I think it's B-I-R-D. Mm. He's, a, he's very wonderful. And I think their relationship that they have between the two of them is very sweet and special. Because I get the feeling like they're actually friends. Be interesting to find out. I think that I looked it up once, and I think they're actually friends. What we could do yes. is reach out to friend of the Dukie Radio Show, Moxie Moxington, who has <gasps> appeared not only on the Dukie Radio Show, but has genuinely been on Judge Judy. Yes. and but Possibly twice. There's only one problem One there. time in disguise. Oh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. there, there's only one problem there in that she hates Judge Judy. Right. Whereas I hold her near and dear to my heart. Well, I would imagine that Moxie may not have been, um, maybe the outcome of her legal case did not go in her favour twice. I think I remember her saying to me about Judge Judy that Judge Judy was really mean to her. Right. So, well. But I think that's kind of what she's there for, I guess. But, you know, Judge Rinder. He just gives everyone a withering look. I mean, he has perfected the withering. Mm. Like, you just want to shrink down and disappear when he looks at you. Right. And they've bigged it up more now because they, like, show pictures of the... fit, Like, like say, two sisters are suing each other. They'll put up pictures on the wall. Like, they'll project pictures on the wall of when the two sisters were, like each other's bridesmaids and they're hugging each other and it's like look at how they used to be so lovely together and now they're suing each other so they play with juxtaposition they play on that Rinder. yes now is that program filmed in the uk or i believe so right because everybody on it's british and right. he's british. okay okay so yes i'm trying to be more, this week i've been trying to be more judge rinder and how's that going badly <laughs> right are you not able to uh to summon that look? Dookie, I just care too much about what people think about me, which is just awful. It feels like a disability. You know, this is like nowadays, doesn't it feel like a disability to care what people think about you? Mm. I, I just don't like to upset people. <laughs> so you do, so you care too much. I care way, well, part, you know, I, I'd also like to be our dear Marsha here. Hmm. I mean, Marsha, how do you yeah, feel about you Judge Rinder? You don't want to be me. You know, how do I feel about what? Judge Rinder. Do you uh, watch I any of these really programs? Seen, I haven't really seen that mm. much about it uh, of him. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he seems pretty cool. Yeah, you know, you just kind of, you know, I kind of care what people think about me, but probably not as much as as you do, Sylv. Yes, uh, see, that's that's what I admire. Ah, that, that's sweet. But, you know, you got good stuff about you. Mm. You know, it's all good. So spring has sprung. And what is giving you, Sylvia, a spring in your step is the desire to not give a fuck. That's my ultimate desire. Mm. Like if somebody came in and granted me one wish, I think that would be like not to be like a psychopath, you Mm. know, like where, you know, you just don't even you can't even imagine what other people must feel like and not like that but just to care like a little bit less right i'm going to see if i can think of a way of measuring this so on one end the late mother Teresa. yes at the other end jeremy paxman (gasps) oh dookie so you've got touchy feely i love jeremy paxman touchy feely yes or you know 
a news presenter, an interviewer who quite notoriously does not give a fuck. Dookie, I watched this thing with him the other night that he goes on a walk with this art curator guy. Oh, that's with uh, the attractive man, double-barreled name. Yes. I saw the... Well, the feature on Stanley Spencer featuring Billy Connolly. That was absolutely brilliant. Oh, yes, that was amazing. Is it Gus Casely Hayford? Oh, that's the name, yes. He's, He's divine. I'd never heard of him before. He is and fab. He takes Jeremy Paxman. So, what's, just in case people don't know who Jeremy Paxman is, because people who don't live in this country might not know who Jeremy Paxman oh, is. Oh, you're missing out. Who's the American equivalent? I'm not completely up on kind of American ball busters but there's that show 60 minutes surely one of those is going to be the american version of paxman dookie i grew up with 60 minutes mm. my parents loved 60 minutes Can, i'm i suppose it's like who tom Prokar. right kind of like that again isn't he more of a news reader but he he also interviews people on Yes. The various programs that he's on. Yes, I believe. Yeah, he must. Doesn't he have one of those, I'm Tom Brokaw kind of voices? Yes. Just by nature of having a voice like that, he doesn't give a shit. Hello, sorry to disturb you. It's your semi-friendly factoid checker here. Normally, Dukey would place a, uh, hi, I'm Tom Brokaw soundbite here. However, when traversing the interweb for such a signbite, he discovered that Thomas Brokaw is currently in the midst of a sex harassment allegation. We hope he didn't do it, and we hope it gets rectified quickly and that nobody was harmed. We hope you enjoy the rest of the show. I guess what people need to know is Jeremy Paxman, he's very famous in the UK for interviewing people and just being really grumpy mm. and cantankerous. Yes. And he doesn't let anybody get away with anything. Unflappable. So, yes. So he could be, you know, interviewing, you know, like the president of the United States or the prime minister, and he won't let them get away with anything anything mm. and so he's very grumpy and cantankerous and he was on this art show with this guy and the guys they were in scotland and the guy said to him oh you really like to come up here and go fishing and mr paxman said yes i do and he said why and mr paxman said i don't need to explain myself <laughs> and i was just like you know and he did it with a hint of a smile but i was like i wish i could be more like that mm. Be more Paxman. Be, Be more, Paxman. more 60 Minutes. Be more Judge Brinder. Right. So, yes, I kind of wish Jeremy Paxman was my dad. Right. So it means, with that in mind, you would have great hair, number one. And then number two, you would also not give a fuck. You would have that in your DNA. Yes. Yes, exactly. Right. Like where you just, you just, you know, and not in a horrible way. Because lots of people say, well, I speak my mind and you just have to put up with it. And I think, well, mm. that's just in a way of just being tactless and horrible. But I mean, like Paxman, he he says what he thinks, but he does do it with tact. And you can tell that he's still a nice man underneath it all. He's mm. grumpy, but he's, you know, he doesn't purposely set out to be horrible. He just calls people out on, you know, if they're like lying and stuff like that mm. so he's 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 not doing it to be horrible no no and that's what i want to be i want to just be why are we talking about this well you stated that you've been embracing the glories of rinder that you've been watching a lot of that particular program in the daytime and Can that I this just is for something... the record say not a lot you know not a lot <laughs> i've seen like two episodes oh <laughs> Not a lot, Dookie. But those two episodes have planted they, yes, the seed. Yes, they made a huge impact. Yes. Dookie, you know, this is going to sound like a really, really, really stupid segue. Mm. And like a I really, never do those myself. Yeah, like a really obvious segue. Right, hit me. But the night, the other night, that really helped as well. Right, the other night. Yeah, the night, the other night. The night, the other night. Did, didn't you guys, you guys, and I'm sorry I couldn't go. I had a previous oh, engagement. The, yes, we are talking about Saturday night. Yeah, but I've seen some pics. Yes. You played with Cabaret Band. I did indeed. This was a last minute gig. I found out about it only a few days before the gig took place. 
the gig uh, involved me playing bass with the fabulous Carla Lippus and the Midnight Marauders. And it, the gig took place at a venue in Hackney called The Glory, which... It's a great name. Is oh, it's a, it's a great name. It's a great name for a gay bar, and it is a not just a gay bar, yes, but a gay super bar. I know. I saw that when I googled mm. it. It was a the no a super pub. Wasn't oh, a gay it? super a pub. Super yes, pub. and you know what? I when I got there, I was like, this place is indeed super. It was and absolutely to call it a pub, brilliant. Yeah, to call it a pub is to do it a bit of a disservice. Mm. But it's 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 kind of like my gym. It's small and perfectly formed. Yes, like it, there's an upstairs and a downstairs, and there is you know it's not the biggest place on earth, and it's so beautifully and perfectly formed. Staff absolutely amazing got served super quickly and the place was heaving it was a really nice vibe in there it was really 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 great really really inclusive and there are loads and loads of women there who i think just enjoy the fact that it's a fabulous venue regardless of its targeted demographic i would much rather go to a gay bar than i've been to more gay bars than i've ever done straight bars Mm. and i don't like pubs i don't like going to pubs i don't like sitting in pubs it's just one englishism that i just haven't been able to embrace a gay pub is so much different it's just it's just fun it's just fun and it's just a really nice vibe i find the vibes in gay bars to be more fun and more i don't know just yeah, better vibe. And what kind of drink did they have, Dookie, on the menu? Yes, um, there are many, many bars around the world who offer a Long Island iced tea. Yes. The Glory on Kingsland Road, Hackney, offers a Schlong Island iced tea. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't go for the Schlong Island iced tea. I think a little bit goes a long way. A Schlong way. What's the difference between a Long and a Schlong? Extra schluh. I think so. Okay. So, well, that's a shame you didn't go for it. No. I, I, for me, I was concerned about the gig because with uh, Team Carla and the Midnight Marauders, there was no rehearsal beforehand, only a short sound check. You and never met them before. No, just spoke with Carla on the phone. Wow, Dookie, you're, you're like the, you're, well, you're like a superhero bass player. That's like, very sweet. Dun, da, da, like, oh my gosh, we don't have a bass player. And then, dun, da, da, <laughs> in comes Dookie. <laughs> and that was me. You need, like, your own cartoon. I feel like my life like has become a cartoon. Like, you have bands around the world and, mm. like, oh my gosh, the bass player or the guitar player has called in sick mm. or something's happened. And whatever are we going to do? How will this gig go forward? <laughs> yeah. It's B-Man. I am here for your bass playing needs. Oh, wouldn't that be... A, that's amazing. That's a great idea. They are an absolutely fabulous bunch. Dookie. They hail from Australia originally. Oh, my word. Super talented. Carla has a tremendous voice. My goodness, the pipes on that woman. So does the other singer. Oh, Vicky. My word, who plays keyboards. Amazing singer. Dookie, mm. I'm going to have to correct you there, and I'm sorry. She doesn't just play keyboards, okay? Okay. She does many, many things. And I know because I was sitting right next to her. Right, she plays keyboards with one hand. Oh, yes. She drinks Prosecco with the other. That is my kind of woman. And then she opens her mouth mm. and belts out the BVs. Yes. Like a nobody's business. And she's wearing a floor length, split up to the thigh, leopard print dress, looking Oh, fucking amazing at the same time. I nearly wore the same thing. I'm so glad did I did it. Yes. Oh, it's a good thing you didn't. Uh, indeed. Yeah, I wouldn't want to really upstaging isn't something you should do if you've just met people for the first time. You know what I really especially loved about her? So, and I need to backtrack on this about why I love this woman quite so hard. Um, you know that you've gotten me into just this past few months into the Stop Making Sense video. Oh, yes. Talking Heads. One of the greatest live films ever. Which I had never seen, which is, I know, a travesty. Oh, goodness. Seeing I was kind of around, you know, at the time. You know, I was a child, but, you know, I was around. So the fact that I'd never seen this. So I've become obsessed with this. 
And the one of the greatest moments for me in that whole footage, that whole video, is when they're doing Take Me to the River. Mm. And he, Mr. Lovely, Gorgeous David Byrne, takes off his jacket and he just flips it on his finger behind him. And somebody, you don't see them, but somebody from backstage comes along and takes it from him. Nice. So David Byrne just takes it off, hangs it off the back of his, uh, the, the tip of his finger, knowing that someone is going to come and take it from him. I think that was an ode to James Brown, and it is so it's slick. It's so classy, mm-hmm. Dookie. So, and I just think, oh, wouldn't I love to do that? Like at work, like if I take off my cardigan because I'm getting a little sweatacious. Mm. That just knowing that somebody's going to come and take it from me. So anyway, the the wonderful Vicky, who's playing the keyboard and drinking Prosecco and singing these most amazing BVs, she finishes her Prosecco and just hands her glass over to the woman who's sitting next to me, who I think is, I suppose, her assistant. Yes, Maeve, Maeve is her yes, name. She seemed very nice and lovely. Really, really nice. I didn't have an opportunity to chat at her, you know, at for any length of time, but... Uh, she seemed very, very sweet and appears to be a Prosecco roadie. Every band needs one. Vicky hands over her empty glass while she's still playing the keyboard mm. and singing and looking fabulous. Maeve takes it, fills it up and hands it back over. Nice. That is sheer class. Ugh. One day. Dookie, the whole evening, I mean, it's quite difficult to get me out of the house. But, I mean, all I had to do was hear two seconds of their set that you were playing and wow i just had to go because carla's voice is amazing my word she can sing and her super sweet as well the whole band are lovely her stage persona Mm. now talk about superhero yes that's who i want to be when i grow up i mean that woman is in your face Mm. but in you know quite in quite a drag queeny way but 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 also quite sweet Carla is fab. And Jeffrey, her husband on he, guitar. He was very lovely. Who, although the the band hail from Australia and are now based in UK, he, I believe, was born in Scotland, grew up here, and uh, also spent a considerable amount of time down under. So he's a, a, a Scottish, a, a quasi-Aussie. He's very scrummy. And uh, Joel on drums, who I believe was a bit of a hit with the oh, with the clientele. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, he's cute, mm. and and so Jeff's really cute too. Yes. And Dookie, should we tell Marsha? Because I haven't told Marsha yet. Oh, in addition to all those people I've mentioned, simple lineup: vocals, yeah, keyboards, yeah guitar yeah myself on bass and a drummer we also had two special guests yeah who joined us on stage for the set uh, one of whom sang with us we'll talk about him later the lovely johnny Wu, who i believe co-manages the glory and co-owns i believe oh co-owns yes and another artist who we had to clear space on the stage for did she have a specialty because I'm, I'm picturing things. Mm. What are you picturing? Uh, for some reason, I'm p- picturing a contortionist. Uh, she may very well have those skills. All right. Jess is the woman's name. All right. And I'm not sure what her performer's, uh, you know, the name that she operates under. It may just be Jess. Um, she comes from a circus family, so she may be able to do that kind ah, of thing. All right. And when I was offered the gig, I was told that we would have a hula hoop performer joining us. Oh, cool. And not being aware of the venue, I thought we'd have a large stage. And while we were doing our thing, that she would be doing her thing with the hula. She had a scarily small amount of space to do what she was doing. Indeed. Indeed. And what she did was more than just hula hula in. Yes. You know, I was expecting... Because that's what you're expecting now, Marcia. That's what you're picturing mm. is her to have the hula hoop around her waist. So she had like six inch yeah. stilettos. I mean, what else can you do with a hula hoop, really? Well, well you asked. Yes. Firstly, what I loved is that it was her time to be on mm. and she wasn't there. Yes, we had to do a jam in E and somebody, to make up time. Somebody shouted out, Jess is stuck in the fire exit. 
And Carla, without missing a beat, said, well, honey, we're all trying to escape from somewhere. And I just thought, oh, I love I love that kind of, you know, quick. Mm. And then and then Jeff comes kind of squeezing through the crowd saying, I need some ice. And I thought, what does she need ice for? Yeah, I just thought, you know, she's a hula hoop performer. Where does ice fit into this equation? Yeah, how do you even fit ice in? I mean, I guess you get kind of hot. Well, initially I thought, has she injured herself and maybe she needed the ice to cut down on the swelling? Yes, and then she came through the crowds because she squeezed by me and she had a plate full of orange halves. Mm. Which I wasn't expecting. As well as a, a dispensing system which was part of her ensemble of which her breasty dumplings featured heavily what so dookie mm. okay firstly let's unpick a couple of things there uh, a dispensing system i don't even know what that means uh a network of pipes attached to her body which enabled her to make screwdrivers she squeezed vodka orange oranges cocktails. on her boots mm. Okay, so that well, d- let's get to that in a minute. Dookie, breasty dumplings. What? Yes. What the hell? I just thought it, it was a, a nice way to neutralize the mammary gland reference. You didn't go to boarding school, did you? I was a day boy. Ah, uh, because that's the kind of thing they say at boarding school, right? No comment. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, it's something that you say when you breasty dumplings. All boy school and. You're not exposed to breasty dumplings in the way that maybe you should. Uh, uh, maybe you should be. We can talk about that another time. So this this lovely person comes through, and then she did kind of a strip tease because she needed to t- take off her her blouse, as one does. And then yes, so then she had juicers for tits. Yes. And she had to juicers have... for breasty dumplings. I think you'll yeah, find. exactly. Mm. And somebody helped her to squeeze the oranges on her tits. And yes, so she'd rigged up this system so that the juice would drain into a into a jar. Yes. And she was saying that she was like mixing up margaritas. And then she brought out the vodka and the vodka went into the jar with the orange juice. Mm. And then she swung it to mix it on the hula hoop. Yes. I got a good picture of that because the hula hoop is like a stripey blur. Yes. And then, Dookie, I felt bad because I was thinking, this is really good. And she's doing this in a very limited amount of space, swirling this hula hoop around her head to mix this drink. But I was thinking, I'm so pedantic because I'm thinking, well, it's it's not actually a margarita. It's really a screwdriver. Mm, Yeah, just vodka orange rather than a, yeah. Yeah, I guess screwdriver girl does that sound as good as margarita yeah it kind of does actually Mm, but how many songs feature that if memory serves there was a stray cat track certainly something featuring brian setzer on vocals with the chorus which mentioned margarita girl Uh, gotcha and i don't know screwdriver girl is pretty good though what'd she do with the ice she poured it down her breasty dumplings Mm. Oh, so the ice didn't go in the drink. No, it went down. Didn't it, Dookie? It went down her, you know, to cool herself off. Yes. Because it was really hot in there and she's doing really hot things. I think it also, it cooled her uh, down and it it also was used for the drink uh, as well. Oh, was it? It made its way into the glass. Oh, I didn't see that. Glasses. Okay. So that was quite an amazing thing to see. I've been on stage on Bill's featuring all kinds of acts comedians other bands uh recently there's a person who gave a lecture about mental health wow featuring a powerpoint presentation oh wow well, so I'll, I'll that's a exp- uh, buzzkill no comment okay a very worthwhile cause yeah, I'm just thinking what you don't want to do in a gig is, like, bust out the bullet points. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, Was it bullet pointed? Loads of bullet points. The okay. slides were very busy. Silv's got a problem. It was, oh, look, Silv's breaking out in a rash. Now. Ban the bullet point, people. Oh, Please, God, ban yes, the bullet minimize point. Minimize them. You. A, a maximum of three. Just don't use them. Right. They're not necessary. This was nothing don't but bullet started. points. Don't get me started. In any case. That's left a bitter taste in my mouth just thinking about that uh, PowerPoint support act. This 
left the taste of vodka and orange oh, on my she, taste buds she was really throughout my something. mouth. It was wonderful. It was amazing. It was very good. And just hung out with us for the duration. We we arrived at the venue at five o'clock. Performance time was around 11. There, there was some setting up to do sound checks and stuff. And a lovely, but she was great. The whole gang were lovely. And uh, yes, I've never seen somebody hula hoop in stilettos of that height, let alone uh, doing it with the sole purpose of mixing drinks. Dookie, you know, what I do for a living, you know, I go around to different offices and, you know, give presentations and stuff and it's whatever. And I just, you know, have anxiety attacks about, will I just be able to plug in and get my laptop talking to the projector? Mm -hmm. And, you know, once that's over, then, you know, whatever happens, happens. And I was just thinking, if you're just the hula hoop dancer... So many things to worry about there. Like, you know, she had like literally two square feet Mm. to play with. Uh, Yes. So and you're worried about and then you're worried about, you know, what if the the jar goes flying off your hula hoop because that could kill somebody. I suppose centrifugal forces do help you. I hope so. But the attachment can still come off, though. Just all of that. Public liability insurance must be a nightmare and very costly. Just so many worries. And mm. then then the music cut out at one bit, yes. I think. And and uh, that kind of... And she, she was to, stuck in the fire I exit know, for a bit. I know. So whatever could go wrong did. So I just well, think apart from a, some major things, but yes. Another superhero. And Carla's a superhero. Mm. I mean, that silver dress. Oh, swoon. And Johnny Woo is also a superhero. He did two songs with us. Um, and... In because is he a drag queen? He sometimes performs in drag. Uh, was he in drag? Sadly, not. Although I expected him to be. When I arrived downstairs, there's a chap who came up to me and was super apologetic, saying, "Oh, you know, Johnny's going to be just a little bit late." And I was comfortable. I, I had drinks tokens. I was enjoying the atmosphere, and I did expect him to, you know, come down looking fierce. But he came down looking like his male self i was a little disappointed because i looked him up online before Mm. and he does i mean he drags up beautifully he drags up i Mm. mean some of the outfits are extraordinary the thing that i loved about johnny woo ah i know what you're going to say was he got up and sang Mm. a couple of songs yes and then only in britain Mm. do you get at a cabaret and do you get a performer who often drags up who owns this place giving you a weather report yes he predicted fine weather and i've got to say his weather report spot on the last couple of days exactly as he as he predicted so you know it was saturday and he said hasn't the weather been lovely today Mm. and everybody you know was like cheered and then he said it's supposed to be lovely on sunday and it's supposed to be lovely on monday too and if you're not working on tuesday you can enjoy the weather then because it's due to be very hot and sunny and i was thinking he's giving a weather report Mm. only in britain only Only in britain Britain would would that happen and also it, it the fact that we've mentioned the name Johnny Woo means that for the uninitiated, you would assume that he's a person of certain background. And um, that name doesn't necessarily suit him. He, he looks quite Anglo-Saxon name, to me. Though. It's a great name. It's a fantastic name. He was absolutely fab. He did two songs with us, David Bowie's Let's Dance. He did. Which he, the thin white duke, would have been very proud. He was giving it his all. And he embraced his inner... Lizard King and did some doors. Hello, I love you. Won't you tell me your name? Not necessarily songs that you would think would be done at a cabaret. No, but then in a way, the whole set was a bit like that. For instance, we did a cabaret version of the Henry Rollins band Liar. Okay, that's kind of weird. Which is a song that very few people have ever covered. It's so Henry Rollinsy that yeah. only he can really do it. And uh, yes, I Carla like absolutely rocked it. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I, yeah, I got a response to see. I got a response to Henry Rollins. He and I wouldn't get along. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know. Carla said the same thing to me in, oh, really? in between sound check and the gig. I don't know. He just seems like. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I never met him. Probably never will. You know, whatever. Uh, I just think. I don't know. He'd just be like really serious. 
So that guy, that Henry Rollins guy, is not your kind of guy. Well, he just seems like, you know who I I suspect he'd be like? I think he'd just be bullet point guy. Right. Like, you know, I know you're all having a jolly time and everything, but I've got some bullet points to share with you. You know that guy? Mm. And everybody's like, oh, I thought I just... You know, I got a nice drink in my hand. You know, I'm enjoying some music or comedy or whatever. And uh, here comes bullet point guy. Mm. Yeah, I just think he'd be like that. Like, not horrible or anything, but oh, okay, you want to share some bullet points? Okay. Everybody strap in, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, buckle down. We have bullet point guys here. As you do. I think that could be like... In our superhero, like, comic magazine mm. with, like, super dookie, you know, Mr. B is going to fly in, Mr. Bass Player. Mm. You know, like, there's there's got to be someone who's not, like, evil, like the Joker, but he's just, he's, he's like an anti-hero because he's bullet point guy. Right. Don't you think that'd be great? Bullet point guy. Like, oh, everybody's, you know, Dookie's here. He saved the day. You know, he's going to play bass. The gig's going to go on. Everybody's happy. Oh, no. Here comes bullet point guy. So bullet point guy could be the nemesis for a, he, a superhero. That's the word I was looking for, the mm. nemesis. Mm. Like, he gets out his laptop and projector, and, you know, he's got one slide that's got 28 really busy bullet points on it. So... He could turn up to a party that has it all going yes, on. Yes, you got hula hoop dancer person. Yes. You've got people wearing leopard prints. You've got margaritas being slushed around. And his superpower as a, an evil nemesis yes. is that he can turn up wherever and nobody will question why he's there. They just yes. assume that suddenly yes. he's needed and has been invited. Yes. And he will then bore people with yeah. a bullet point heavy... PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, like his his thing is like he's got the projector under his arm. Mm. Yeah, and he's looking for, you know, he's got to take down, you know, the balloons and the streamers and stuff off of one wall so that he can project. And and for some reason, he just renders everybody, you know, everybody sits down and has to concentrate. Right. You know, (laughs) everybody stops dancing, stops singing along. Mm. Yes, stops partying, stops singing. You know, he's just, ah, bullet points. This is a job for danger mice. Yes, and then you have to have somebody yes. come in and, like, overpower him. Like, you know. Overpower point him, even. Overpower point. See how clever you are, dude. <laughs> yes, you have to overpower point him, mm. and you have to, like, get the music and the streamers back up mm. again. Everybody has to dispense with, you know, not, not annihilate him or anything, but you just have to, like, get him to leave somehow politely. Mm. Thanks very much for that really insightful yeah, presentation. Riveting presentation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Autopsies. The wonders of Dr. G. Right, Dr. G. So, Dookie, she is a medical examiner. She's a real person. Her name is Dr. Jan Garavaglia. Hmm. And she works in Orlando, Florida. And There she, are other cities. There are other cities. She has also worked in San Antonio, Texas. Oh, right. And I don't know how I stumbled upon her television program. Um, but I did. And she does autopsies. Right. And you see, like, well, you don't see. You know, there's a lot of blurring out of the gory stuff. But, you know, it starts out with this poor person died. And Dr. G has to kind of figure out, obviously, through doing an autopsy, what, what it was. So it's kind of a mystery show. Cocaine abuse strikes once again. How did you know, Dookie? There's a lot of cocaine. Uh, I just would have thought it featured quite heavily in... There's a lot of cocaine. Like a lot. Like the number of times people, oh, guess what? He had a heart condition and he was doing cocaine and that probably didn't help. Dookie. Mm. Not exactly post fabulous evening at a super pub. Yeah, way to drive. Yeah, you know, it's a way to drive me out of a living room. Variety is the spice of life. I genuinely didn't mean to drive you out of the living room, Marcia, and I'm very sorry for that. And what? Yeah. fine but you know do i you know i was kind of having some snacks <laughs> and what, what snacks were you having i was eating some cheesy popcorn right and then all of a sudden dr g starts talking about stomach contents and how it puts a lot of people off the profession 
I can imagine. Because it's very malodorous. Mm. So she says, you know, genuinely people will say, oh, you know, I'm going to become a medical examiner and then one stomach contents and they're like out the door, <laughs> man. They're like, you know what? I'm going to go do something else. I'll just be a GP. Yeah. I'm just going to go, yeah. you know, deal with people's bursitis. <laughs> I love her. I find her very soothing. I find it very calming. I think that's why I wanted to put it on. Was right. Because, you know, you get all G'd up after a gig. You know this, Tuki, mm. even though I'm not performing. You know, you get all kind of pumped up. And oh, stuff. goodness. Yeah, returning Unless home. Bullet Point Man is there. <laughs> oh, so, and he wasn't there, fortunately. Oh, goodness, and, you yeah. know, you just need something calming and soothing. So I asked Marcia, can I put this on? And I was kind of curious. Like, what? And then, you know, stomach contents. I'm going to take my cheesy popcorn to bed. So you still had your cheesy popcorn yeah. on the go. Don't eat popcorn in bed, people. Because right. you'll be feeling it up your butt crack for weeks. I promise it's you. Like, or at least until you change your sheets. I'm not saying, hmm. you know. It's like going to the beach in a swimming costume. Exa- you may look fabulous, but you're going to be feeling sand exactly. down there for ages. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, I've got what? I've got it in my, my cleavage. You know, it's mm. not... Yeah. So, you know, Dr. G seems like a cool person. I love her. I love her so dearly. She's just really calm and really cool and really pragmatic. And she even manages to find some humor in it now and again. Mm. Because you kind of have to. But not inappropriately. Just, you know, she's like crack a smile or something. And she helps people out by telling them how their loved ones came to their swift demise. Right. Or not so swift as it may be. It would appear that the impact from the glass that that hula hoop person was uh, brandishing <gasps> yes. created the blow that led to your dearly departed husband's oh, demise. I so want to see that. I mean, I don't want anybody to die. Oh, no, certainly not. No, Dookie, no, no, no. don't watch it. It's not your show. Do not watch it. You remember on Seinfeld where Jerry had to warn George not to watch Coronary Country because he, for <laughs> sure he would watch it and then convince himself mm. that he's having a heart attack. You know, I'm going to warn you now. It is not your show. Right. It is not your show by any means. I can promise you. Right. In fact, I suspect it's not a lot of people's shows. I've been watching some fairly dark Dookie, programs as of late. I'm going to have an intervention here with Sylv. Mm. Don't. It's not your show, okay? No, no, fair enough. You can live without it. Oh, I've, it's not an issue of machismo. I've been watching some really dark stuff, though. Like? Jinx. It's on Amazon. It's about Robert Durst, the high society New York property heir. And... Right. You, me and Silver looking at you like, <laughs> totally. Like, we... How have we not heard of this guy? And... Well, goodness, yes. Who's he? He made the news in a big way for admitting to dismembering a body in Texas. It went to trial. Right. He got off because it was in self-defense. Right. And this brought up a whole parallel life that he was leading, including living as a woman in, in a remote part of Texas. I'm all over it. And also... It restarted, if that's the word, uh, a case on his first wife's death. Oh, God. And in his life, many people have died in his wake. And this documentary, I do not want to give the ending yeah, away. Yeah, don't give it away. Is, is just tremendous. I'm all over it. All I will say is that the dangers of having a wireless mic and being prone to talk to yourself... Mm, 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 Did he go into a bathroom at some soiree, or was he being interviewed by the? Wait, yeah, yes, he went yes. into a bathroom. Yes, and he forgot that he was Mike. Yes, and, and he kind of yes. yeah. Okay, yes. every episode he's is tremendous. He's kind of so rich, he's like demented with it. Yes, is that right? Have I Basically, got that right? Yes, like you know when people get so rich, like it's just totally demented you. Mm. Okay, like people can get really smart. Like, you're such a genius that you're demented with genius. Mm. Like that. He's clever. He's quite enigmatic. He's highly eccentric. And you like him despite the obvious. Dookie. Yes. So you like them, the cause of the death. And I like them, the result of the death. <laughs> Fair enough. So we, we we come at death from different angles. 
I guess so. Mm. I, I like knowing how much lungs are supposed to weigh. Oh, right. Okay. Fair enough. Like, like Dr. G knows how much lungs are supposed to weigh. So as soon as she weighs them, she, oh, those are way too heavy. So, so there must be something going on there. Uh, whereas for me, similar to the Netflix series Making of a Murderer, no, I did enjoy that. Oh, that I was really, that, really good. Well, not enjoy, but, you know, I was, it was very compelling. Jinx about Robert Durst has a, a similar addictive element where you have to watch the next episode because just when you think you've made your mind up... I always oh, one of those. You, you, you... Something else I comes out of nowhere, which makes you reassess whatever your previous viewpoints were. All right, we need to finish this now so I can go watch it. And yeah, Jinx, it is, yes. You know what I wonder about Dr. G, though? Mm. Like, if you're on a plane, like you're a medical examiner, right? Mm. You're Dr. G. If I was on a plane with Dr. G, I would consider myself to be very lucky. Yeah, okay. But but then somebody gets sick, Right? Like mm. on a plane. Like somebody's having a heart episode. Right. Can she go help or does she have to sit there and go, no, 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 I have to wait until he stops breathing? I can tell you. When he eventually perishes, I can confirm Yeah, then the I cause can tell you how much his, his heart isn't <laughs> supposed to be that big. <gasps> That's a good question. Like, does she have to sit there? No, 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 I'll, I'll wait. Or can she go and go, I'm a doctor and I can help? Presumably, in order to become a medical examiner... You must have she is a done doctor. pre-med. She is a doctor, yes. So you'd be able to... You have to be a doctor. Right. Yes. Okay, so, so she, she would be help. able to help. It's right. quite amusing to think, though, mm. that she might be able, only able to say, you know, I can only help if the person... I'll wait uh, until the, the gentleman perishes, and then I'll give you my assessment. Exactly. <laughs> I think she was very disappointing to her parents, because she was on the tra- trajectory to become like a GP or, you know, right. some amazing kind of surgeon. And then she decided to go into dead people. And I think she hugely disappointed her parents by doing that. Can you imagine being a disappointment because you're doing something amazing like that? My word. And she has her own television series now. She's so, so wonderful. So she's got to be doing something right. Don't watch it, Dookie. Just take my word for it. She's right. very wonderful. And if anybody out there has a, you know, is really strong stomach for this kind of stuff, watch it because she's amazing. Right. We need to wrap up this interview because uh, I need to watch the uh, that documentary about the, the Golden State Killer. Wow. Well, that is indeed your lot. I'll leave it to Wayne, nay, Jane County, to summarise the main points of this episode of the Dookie Radio Show. If you ain't got time to take a walk with me on my meat rack, then you can just get the hell out of my breadline. You've been listening to Hula Dancers and Schlong Island Ice Teas. My name is Dukey and I've been your host. Until next time, may the worst of tomorrow be the best of yesterday. Now it's time for me to go and uh, <clears throat> pop my weasel. Thanks for listening. Half a pound of tuppenny rice, half a pound of treacle. That's the way the money goes. Pop goes the weasel. Facebook. Click on your mouse to our Facebook page. to find it will not take an age Facebook www.facebook.com forward slash the Dukey Radio Show the Dukey Radio Show the thin white Dukey is right click your way to the Dukey Radio Show Facebook page www.facebook.com forward slash The Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. If you don't want to fuck me, baby, baby, fuck off. Time for yesterday's news.
Don't shoot me up with your bullshit move If you don't wanna fuck me, baby Baby, fuck off If you don't want a piece of the action When you play with my knees, you ain't nothing but a pretty tease. If you don't want a piece of the action, baby, take a walk. There's a door, what's your hurry? Take a walk with me on my meat rack, then you can just get the hell out of my breadline.